This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. This is Jordan Moorhead. This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Today I have Joe Scapera here, and he's going to tell you all about his experience investing in Austin, Texas. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing great. So, Joe, real quick, who are you and how are you involved with real estate investing in Austin here? Well, I came to Austin in uh, 1998, I retired from the Air Force at age 42 and uh, got into financial services, worked with Wells Fargo for two years as a financial advisor and did real well and started my own practice, was uh, an independent financial advisor for 18 years. And during that process, uh, I was advising people specializing in retirement planning, helping people you know, manage their 401ks or IRAs. And that was the uh, way for financial success on where I was oriented. But during the process, I had a kid graduate and um, go to Texas A&M. And so I bought my first property really just to save money on dorm fees, not really looking at it as an investment for retirement. Uh, but after two years, that investment was doing surprisingly well and it changed my focus. And then I decided at that point, since I lived here in Austin, to focus on buying uh, multifamily, small multifamily duplexes here in the Austin Metroplex. So that's how I got started. I really started buying in 2005 here in Austin. My first, pro my first property was 2003 in Bryan College Station. But since then, I have kind of moved my focus here to the Austin Metroplex. And that's how I got started. And uh, as I started building more properties, I started realizing that this was a, a great way to... Uh, invest for retirement so that's yeah. why that's how i got started so you said your first property was right by texas a m and then you've been all in austin since that what's uh the most common investment for you here in austin what type of property do you like to invest in here Well, I, I limit myself to multifamily and small multifamily. So duplexes, uh, they're easy to manage. They cash flow. For me, I'm a cash flow guy. I, uh, I invest for cash flow, really didn't give much uh, attention to appreciation. Um, at the time I was investing back in 05, duplexes were, were not desired. So they were on the market forever and ever and ever, and no one wanted to buy them. So really you had to pick of the litter and they were a lot more run down, although you see still run down, but before then you could invest in investment property with as little as three to 5% down oh, as wow. a pure investor. It wasn't until 2008 that uh, they changed the requirements to 20% down. Mm -hmm. So I really just, I, I stick with multifamily. I do have one fourplex back in Bryan. Um, I bought a few more properties in Bryan through the years just because, you know, good deals came up over there. But, um, yeah, my main focus is here in Austin, uh, Round Rock, Georgetown, Taylor, and, and Austin itself. Awesome. So, you know, you mostly do duplexes here in Austin. What 
you know, you said you, you started investing in Austin because you live here. Um, didn't really think about the appreciation. Clearly, that's changed now. So the appreciation has been outrageous. Duplexes are the hottest thing on the block anymore. Um, could you tell us about any deals that you've seen not be great here in Austin? So you've done quite a few. Is there any advice you have for people or anything they can try to avoid with buying a duplex here in Austin? Well, I think um, I used to say this all the time. I used to say um, every, every every single duplex that I've looked at um, up until now, um, it, the ones that I didn't buy, I should have bought. There wasn't, I can't think of a duplex now that had I bought it, it would have been a bad investment. So um, I, but, but that the world is changing. I used to be the guy that said, I'm a cash flow guy. I don't know why you'd invest for appreciation. And I'm still a cash flow guy, but it's, it's getting harder and harder to be just a strict cash flow guy in this market because the prices I've never dreamed would have jumped up as much as they have, as fast as they have. And so now I'm looking at it is if you want to be a realistic, pure investor here in Austin, um, and you're going to stay in Austin, then, then capital appreciation has to be uh, part of your strategy because it's going to be hard to cash flow positive day one as a pure investor. Um, I, I think this market is really still, still very good for house hacking owner-occupied duplexes. Um, in fact, I think that's, that's where the play is right now. Um, occasionally you'll come across a product, uh, you know, as a pure investor, you can, you could you can buy and still cash flow a little bit positive, but my idea of breaking even is not investing for myself. I'm, I'm more of a cash flow, but I, I'm starting to look at maybe, maybe I need to start thinking a little bit of a, of appreciation as part of my strategy, because if I stay with just strictly cash flow as a pure investor, uh, it's going to be hard to buy property in Austin. If, if that's, if you're not willing to um, take a little bit more risk and, and either be breaking even or maybe slightly negative to, be, to bet on the appreciation. But that's something I'm not used to doing. So it's out of my box a little bit. So I, mm. I, I'd rather look other way. I, I like to, I would rather keep looking on the outskirts to try to find cash flow if I can. Sure. And you mentioned house hacking. So obviously I'm a big fan of house hacking. I'm actually house hacking the duplex I'm in here right now in East Austin been house hacking since 2016 but i think everybody that's able should get into house hacking i have all my own ideas i'd like to hear a little bit more about why you think house hacking is a great idea well i'm on bigger pockets and i answer a lot of questions and through the last couple of years i've met five or six uh young people that um were wanting to buy get into real estate and and their their initial idea is to buy a house mm -hmm. and so as i start mentoring these these kids i realize that um if, if they buy a duplex and rent out one side um they can they can cut their expenses from where they're renting dramatically and if if they're not married or they're a young couple or a young just a young professional that is already rooming with someone in an apartment complex by buying a duplex renting out one side and then renting out one room on your side you're almost living for nothing or maybe just a couple hundred out of pocket so that's uh um, yeah. it seems to me that that's an easy that's an easy discussion and mm -hmm. and um it's actually a great way to jump into the real estate market because 
what you'll realize that once you start building a portfolio, it's not all about just investing and buying deals. It's now managing a business. Managing landlording is as much as, a, as important attention to what you do as finding the deals if you're a buy and hold investor like I am. So house hacking does a lot of things for you. It gets you enter, it gets you enter, into entered the market with like one foot in and one foot out because you're getting some utility use out of it yourself, personal use. And it's easier to manage because your your uh, tenant is right next door, so you can see how how he's living. And if he's not making the payments, you only all you have to do is walk next door when you when he drives up, so you know he's home. So uh, it's not like they won't answer your phone calls when they when they're behind on rent. He's right there, so it's easier to to get broken in, and uh, it's a great way to start. And I was looking at some numbers, uh, Jordan. Um, and I was looking at the at the uh, market today because it's hard to find duplexes under three hundred and fifty thousand. Oh yeah, in in, in Austin. Oh, yeah. But believe it or not, if you look today, there's one on the market today for three hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. Just went on the market today. Um, it's not your typical duplex. Uh, it's out there by uh, 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 Decker Lane and in East Austin, but it's it looks like a very nice property from from the net. It's a. It looks like it was a mobile home that's uh, that's kind of more permanently built up, mm -hmm. and it looks like everything was been remodeled. And it's ask they're asking three hundred for it, so it's probably going to go a little bit more than that. But I ran some numbers. Listen to these numbers. If you're out there and you're renting, and you're trying to figure out how to, how I'd love to get in this market because uh, everything's going up, um, and but I don't know how, and it seems like everything's out of out of my cost. Well, let's just, I just ran some numbers before we started and um, I took 350,000. Now, I'm not gonna say it's gonna easy to find, but if you keep looking, I think you can find something for 350,000. Oh, yeah. So if you take a $350,000 property, I would rather think of it as a duplex mm -hmm. and you put 5% down, so you have to have a little bit of a down payment at 17,500. And if you don't have that, then I'd say start saving a little down payments, which you're going <laughs> to yeah. need. And you can get in with a little bit cheaper than that. That's 5% down, mm -hmm. maybe even 3%. Yeah. And if you're, if you're an ex-military vet, you can get in with zero down on, on a VA loan. So there's some options there. You mortgage 332,000 at 3% because you're going to get owner occupied rates. Mm -hmm. Your taxes at 7,500 roughly. Your insurance at fifteen hundred. Your payment on that is twenty one fifty two. Two thousand one hundred fifty two. Now you're saying, well, Joe, I'm only renting for fourteen hundred. I can't afford two thousand one hundred fifty two dollars on an ongoing basis. Well, you forget that one side is another house, and mm -hmm. you're going to rent that out for twelve hundred, uh, and that brings your out of pocket to nine fifty two. Now, if you're renting for twelve or fourteen hundred. That's negative cash flow because at the end of the month, you have nothing to show for it. You've lived there, but you've got no equity in the house. You got no stake in the appreciation of that property. And you can't, you know, chart, you, the only thing that's going to happen is your rent's going to go up where you're living more than likely. So oh, that's yeah. a negative thing. So you and got 952. They can kick you out whenever they want to. They can boot you that's out. That's right. And you don't have any control. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, if you end up renting one of your rooms out, if you're a single guy or, or already rooming with someone, and you charge them just 500 a month to live in your side of the duplex with you, now you're out, it's costing you 452 a month to live. Now, if you think about that, 
we'll just use some round numbers, 400, 500 a month to live, 1400 rent, you're saving 900 a month just by buying. And, and in two years, that's about $20,000 that you've saved up just for not making that expenses, not saving additional money from what you're doing. And now you're in a position to either buy another duplex or maybe go out and buy that single family home if that's really what you want. But what you'll find is once you start this model, um, you'll probably continue buying another one, another one until you get married and have a couple of children. Then, you, then you're going to want to maybe uh, move out of the duplex arena and into a house. But you want to be building what I tell people, predictable, sustainable cash flow. The day you get your first job, whether it be out of college or out of, out of high school and you're going to learn a vocation, I tell people, because I specialize in retirement planning, that you're in a race for retirement and you're losing day one. Uh, there's no more companies out there that pay you pensions other than the government. You go in the military or go become a school teacher. Um, and, uh, but other than those, you got to continue to work and you got to build up a big enough asset that when you retire and you don't work, you can draw down enough. And that's a risky business. You know, for a financial advisor, the biggest risk I had, people would come in with a 401k and we'd start investing it. And they would say, how much can, how much do I need to put in this 401k? And I would look at him, Jordan, I'd say, well, uh, how long are you going to live? And I go, well, I don't know. I said, well, I don't know either. So put down as much as you can, because our goal is when you retire, we're going to have a whole nest egg and we're going to start drawing it down. And we're hoping that you die before it goes to zero. Mm -hmm. But with real estate, investment real estate, you can live till you're a million years old. That cash flow is not going to stop. And the moment you get that thing paid away, paid off, paid off, now your cash flow is really protected. Mm -hmm. And even if you see a downturn, you're in a position where you can weather the storm because you don't, you're not even making a mortgage payment. You know, you're just paying yeah. taxes and insurance. And typically, you, you know, my strategy has been buy, buy a duplex, take the profits because I had a steady job and I didn't need those profits to buy more property. I was using those profits to pay down the mortgage. And I was getting my my duplexes were getting paid off between eight and fourteen years of wow. renting them out. I wasn't living on any of that income, so I I was I was didn't have that stress because I had a really good job. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of you out there that have a good job, and that you can afford to do that. Others that if you're if you're just barely getting by, then that's okay. Um, you can house hack, and you know once you get your feet underneath you, you can you know, get some uh, additional funds, maybe start buying some more, but at least get in the market because this housing market has gone crazy. And if you, it's, it, I tell people, if you could find a way to own and break even or, or um, you know, just out of pocket a few hundred dollars versus 12 or 1400, get in the market because the market is, is, uh, is tough right now and it's going to get tougher. It's yeah. not going to get it. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it here in East Austin, even on my little street, you've seen my house. Um, the, on my street, these houses, have, they started going around 260 for a three-bed, two-bath, and that was this year. They were selling for 260. I've seen them sell for as high as, get this, $500,000 for a fully remodeled three-bed, two-bath. So duplexes, maybe not as crazy, but they're still going up. They're going up a lot. So. Well, they tell me that uh, 
when I bought my duplexes, when I started buying an 05, people were, were you know, questioning them, you know, because people, here's the, it, most people think the way you make money in real estate is you buy low and you sell high. And that was never my concept. My concept was buy, get in the market, cash flow above your expenses and pay down the asset. And now you have what I call an oil well. Yeah. You know, if you had an oil well, you know, uh, you wouldn't know it. The only way you'd know you'd have an oil well if you inherited it from your grandfather, had some land, you had some mineral rights, and you had you you inherited some oil uh, some royalties to oil. The only way you know it is that check in the mail that they would send you a royalty check based on how much oil or gas they pulled out of the ground that day, that that month or that quarter, and they'd send you a check. But you know you can make your own oil wells by buying real estate. Real estate and, and and duplexes, you get two oil wells for everyone you buy. And those are monthly checks that come in the mail every month. So um you're right. I mean, the the where you're at, I know I know your location real well because I got I own two duplexes right around the corner from you. I bought them in uh you know 2012 and 13. And um actually when I bought them, the neighborhood was not really that good and they, they were very, very cheap. And my philosophy was just fix them up, make them better than the neighborhood. And the other fear that people have in real estate when they don't have any real estate is they they fear that they'll have some property and they can't rent it, yeah. right? That's one of the biggest fears. Well, what does I get this property and I got to make a mortgage payment? Well, the beauty about that in Austin and in Texas in general is that there is a shortage of low, I would call low income housing. And I don't mean government housing or project housing. I mean, I, I call, if you're renting 13, 12 to 1300 or below, that's low income housing. Oh. And if you, if you put an ad out there, you're going to get inundated and you, you're going to, you're going to have to turn those ads off in, in two, three to four days because you're going to have no problem finding renters at that level. Mm -hmm. And that's that makes this 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 uh, investing so so um, desirable because you know if you if you can just manage your property and keep it going you're going to find the the renters are there to to rent it. Absolutely. So you know you mentioned that. So if you're renting your duplex unit for thirteen hundred, and you think, oh, you know this rent's kind of high. There's a new apartment down the street that's renting a similar size unit for fifteen or sixteen hundred. So your duplex unit still looks really attractive. It may be higher rents than it was last year. And I don't know if we've touched on that. Is rents go up a lot. I'm sure you've seen your rents at these duplexes in East Austin double in the last 10 years or so. And well, I bought mine in 2012, right around the corner from you. And uh, the rents were 550 and 600. Yeah. And uh, I'm at 1325, 1300 right now. And I think, I think I'm about $100 below market now because I'm one of these guys that I'm more conservative. I'd rather I'd rather have it rented than empty. Mm -hmm. So when I get a tenant in there that I like, I generally don't raise the rents for two years. And that mm -hmm. puts me way behind the rental market. Oh, yeah. And then I very seldom have them leave. But when they do leave, they're leaving the state or leaving the city. And when I leave at that point, I try to get it up close to market rents. But I still maybe, you know, $50 or because I... You know, a house made of gold empty is worthless to a cash flow investor. So I think the key is keeping invested, keeping it real, uh, you know, um, occupied. And right now in Austin, I, I, I would hate to be a renter in Austin today yeah. because every time your lease comes due, you, you're, you're nervous 
as to what the landlord's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you own the duplex, you can your your payment stays static. You know, it might go up a little bit with property taxes, but your portion in your unit isn't going to go up too much. Where your other unit, you can raise the rent on them. Like you were talking about, if you have a roommate, you can raise the rent on them. Everybody else is getting their rent raised except you. So, I mean, that's exactly right. And, you know, the other fear to owning real estate, as people may have heard, is I know somebody that lost their house. They got foreclosed. I know someone that bought it and then they had to move and the market was down and they had to sell. And I I tell people who buy duplexes now, when I... And you got to be smart now because some of these duplexes, as you said, they're selling for 450, 500, mm-hmm. and they're not even close to cash flowing. You know, you, you might get hurt there uh, if we get a downturn. But what I what I guess what I'm going to tell you is that if you're renting 1,200 below and you get a downturn, like we had a downturn in 08 in in real estate. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you I started buying in 05. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have never lowered rents. Because in the in the rental market in the stratus I'm in in the lower income, when you have a recession, it's usually the higher end folks who get hurt the worst. And when they they they're dropping down, they they can't afford their two thousand a month mortgage or their eighteen hundred dollar rent payment, so they they migrate lower. And at some point, at the low end at a thousand twelve hundred, it's stabilized even in a downturn, and the rental pool actually goes up for that group of folks. Mm-hmm. And so your rents are pretty stable. Now, with some of these rents now, you know, 750 square feet, which is some of these duplexes, I own a couple of them and the rents are 1300. Um, you know, if I start getting to 14, 15, 1600 on rents, and then we see a downturn, I think those rents might drop a little bit, but, um, but they're probably protected down to about 1200. I think you're pretty 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 protected there it's, it would take a, a very deep deep long recession to to worry about those and again if you're going to worry about those there's no other investment i can think of that can survive better than uh multifamily low lower income multifamily absolutely completely agree so i think you know when you're when you're properly set up real estate is a pretty great place to be i know a lot of people same as you that have held properties through the 08 crash when everybody was losing their property. So, you know, as long as you're cash flowing, there's no reason to sell. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing. And I'd be able to help more people. Thanks guys. I tell people a duplex will not cause you to lose your property, your personal life. You know, if, if you, uh, you know, fall down, I mean, it, the worst thing will happen is if you lose your job and you're living on one side of your duplex and you can't even afford the four or $500 that you're paying out of pocket, all you have to do is get up and move, put the reform rent sign in your, on your side, don't sell it. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're four, five, or six hundred dollar positive, and you can go about your business. If it was a single family home, though, and you bought instead of the duplex, and you couldn't make the payments, you're you're going to have to sell the house, and you're going to have to hope that the market's up, because you're not you're not getting any other cash flow from your house. And if you're out of a job and you have no cash flow to pay for it, you're going to have to sell it on a fire sale. Mm-hmm. And if it needs work and the market's down, that's where people get you know underwater. And they owe more than they can sell it for. And that's why they get foreclosed. 
But a duplex, because it's going to be drawn in income and it's on the lower sector, I, you're pretty well protected. The worst case you have to do is move out and move in with mom and dad and rent out the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty easy, very low risk way to get into real estate investing or just to buy real estate. You know, you're, you know, you, you talked about this and you hit the nail on the head here. You actually have a much higher risk by buying a house to live in than you do by buying a duplex to live in. So, right, exactly. I think it's a great idea. I've been doing it for four years now. We'll continue to do it for a few more years here and recommend to everybody that's able to house hack, look at house hacking, at least think about it. It's a great idea. So, Joe, could you tell us something that you tell newer investors to look for or an experience you've had that? Did you tell newer investors to try and avoid? Is there something that's gone wrong for you that you tell people, hey, watch out for this? Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing. If you're in real estate and you're buying and you started getting a portfolio, um, you're going you're gonna to have a few bad experiences. Hopefully, those experiences will come at least, when you, at least after you've experienced a couple really good years. And for me... Um, I had three years of, I, I just was living in heaven. I just couldn't believe how well this was working. And then I had a, 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 a unit in Round Rock, three bedroom, two bath. And I had a couple in there, no kids. And there was some domestic violence going on. I wasn't aware of, and he ended up kicking his girlfriend out. And I'd say six months later, um, you know, he was paying rent on time, but six months later, he didn't pay rent. I call, I called him up two weeks in and he just told me, I don't, uh, I don't need the place. It was bigger than I needed. I left the, I left the keys on the counter. I'm out. Oh, wow. And that was my first bad experience. So I get over there and I open up the, the place, the electricity's off, the food in the refrigerator had been spoiled for two, two weeks and it was nasty. And yeah. it was a big old hole in the wall in the living room and the, and the, and the toilet was in the, the first toilet I got to in the bathroom in the center way was, was bashed in. So a lot of anger issues and it was just a mess. And uh, as I walked into this thing, the first emotion that hit me was I was angry. How could he do this to my property? And then the second emotion that hit me was this is why you, you want to get out of real estate, Joe. This is this, this they're, they're, the, the, the food, the shoe finally dropped. And, and this, you, this is why you don't want to invest in real estate. And then uh, about, about three minutes into this thing, I put my financial cap on, you know, thinking as an advisor back, you know, logically again. And um, I realized that even though it was messed up and it looked kind of messed up, it was, it was all cosmetic. I could fix the hole in the wall. I had a handyman for 30 bucks there. I can get a, a make ready team. Normally you'd pay him about 150 to get this ready, but now I'll pay him 250 because it's going to be a lot more work. Um, I can replace the toilet for a hundred bucks, have someone install it for 75. And I also got to keep his deposit. So as it turns out, it was a great learning experience. Um, and I'm glad I went through it actually, because it makes you stronger once you get on the other end. Mm -hmm. Um, if I didn't have the three years of where I saw the potential real estate, I might've been one of those guys that said, I tried real estate, had a bad experience. I'll never do it again. Luckily for me, I was able to, um, I, I, I knew the potential of real estate at that point. And luckily I was strong enough to get through it. You will have some bad, bad experiences, <laughs> but let, let me tell you, if you're just starting out, the best thing you can do is start networking with other 
investors that are doing the same thing you're doing or you're trying to do because they've seen it. They've helped you. They'll, it used to be that I come across a problem in, in, a, in, a, in a duplex. I don't know what's causing it. Why is it? Why is this breaking or whatnot? Now, now I've done so many of them. It's very seldom I come across something that I have to think about what it takes to fix it. And if you're working with, you know, if you get a, a group of other investors um, and if you don't know of an electrician you need, call, call, call your friend up and say, listen, I, I got this problem. You know anybody that can help them with it? And, you know, investors like to help other investors. So get to, you know, it's, you're, it's, it, you're not reinventing a will. Yeah. But um, it's scary out there when you first start. I guarantee I tell people the first one you buy is the hardest decision you'll ever make is buying your first investment property. And I'm talking your first pure one, even the one you house hack is a little bit scary, but you know, you're still getting some utility out of it. And it's like I said, halfway in, halfway out. Mm -hmm. When you buy that first duplex or first property that you're not going to move into it, you're going to rent it out. Uh, it's a little bit more scary initially, but man, you can get through that and you're home free. You know, you'll be looking for your next one in short order. Absolutely. You know, I think that you know, yeah, you you mentioned this. If you're not prepared to deal with problems, you know, you're gonna get surprised sometime when you're investing in real estate because stuff stuff happens. I've I've had some nothing that couldn't be overcome happen, but I've had quite a few issues happen with the units that I own. And you know, over time I've had periods of time where I said, hey. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. I'm going to sell these buildings. It's all, this is terrible. But once I've gotten through it to the other side, I said, oh, you know, things are going great. I'm glad I held on. Um, I had a bad domestic violence issue once myself, and it was not fun. It was in the newspapers, believe it or not. And it, it had nothing to do with the property, but you no know, jealous boyfriend made things difficult for both me and the other tenant. But yeah, like you said, be prepared. Talk to other investors. People want to help you, and you'll be okay. So, Joe, I know we've talked a lot about newer investors or newer house hackers here. Um, beyond, you know, be prepared and and talk to other investors. What's a what's a piece of advice you'd like to give to a newer investor who's thinking about, let's say, house hacking in Austin? Well, what I would say is you, you've got to think about your rice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you got to have, you know, do your planning, rice, you know, R-I-C-E. R is for reserves, okay? You got to have reserves down. You have to have, you have to be in good financial standing yourself. If you're, if you're a person yeah. living paycheck to paycheck and you, you, you have a hard time saving a dollar, you know, investing might not be the way, you, you know, you need, you need to get frugal, you need to get motivated and you need to get, you know, um, oriented and, and you have to build up some reserves. So you're going to need a down payment. You're going to need a little extra money for a little bit of reserves, you know, mm -hmm. you don't need a whole lot, but you need, you need, sure. you need to, you need to have, you know, if you have credit card debt out there, that's the worst debt you got. You got to get rid of it. So, you know, build up your, your reserves. Okay. Uh, I stands for income on rice. You got to have a job, or if you're self-employed, you got to have a job for two years for yeah. self, you know, for things. So if you're looking at wanting to buy, build up some reserves for that down payment. Make sure you have a steady job, and then uh, C is credit. And you know, in order to get a loan, you're going to have a uh, need a you're going to have to have a credit score, and your and the better score you have, 
the uh, better rates you'll get and, you know, the more you qualify for. So uh, get your credit going. Um, and then E is for equity and equity is your usually your down payment. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a property that is, you know, it's hard to do on your first purchase because the first one I had to do, it had to be picture perfect. I didn't want to have to fix anything. <laughs> uh, but sometimes these run more of a rundown property, it, if it's cosmetic, it's uh, the money you put into fixing it up increases the value three, four, five fold um, and builds your equity quicker. So you want to have some equity in there. So I would say get your house in financial order. And number two, because you're brand new, you're going to need some guidance. So, you know, typically you're going to find a realtor out there that's going to help you because they're, they're experts, but they're not all the same. Okay. <laughs> find you a real estate agent that, that understands investment real estate, understands investment terminology. And if you can find someone that's, you know, house hacking or has multiple investment properties and it and has the experience that can guide you and walk you through because mm-hmm. Some of your best purchases are going to be properties that are a little bit run down. And if you're with an experienced um, real estate agent, he can, or he or she can, can uh, point out that, you know, this is cosmetic and uh, I've got a handyman that can help fix this. You know, it's not going to be that expensive. You can actually move into this side and fix it up at your leisure. You don't have to have all the money right up front and you can be renting the other side out and still saving money. Um, So there's a lot of options, but, if you can get with an experienced professional, especially when you're brand new, you know, as you get older, you might, you might feel like you don't need that, but your, your, your early purchases, you definitely are going to want some guidance on that. And um, it's hard to find uh, real estate agents that are investors. It really is. And most of them, uh, a lot of them don't even own a house and most of them yeah. do it's their primary residence and they've never even thought about, um, you know, investing in other real estate. So, Find, find that get, you need someone to be right there by your side because it, it is a big step and it needs a lot. You need, you're going to need some encouragement through it. Absolutely. And, you know, you made a good point. Um, and I'd say if you are a realtor, look into real estate investing, get into real estate investing. Um, you're going to need to build a retirement income because as a realtor, you don't have some sort of pension or anything that's going to take care of you in retirement. So for the realtors out there listening, stop thinking about investment property and, and get into house hacking or get into real estate investing. You have some advantages. You need to invest in real estate or nobody's going to take care of you when you retire. Um, so, Joe, I get lots of questions from people looking to invest in Austin or house hack in Austin. What's your your best advice for people looking in what areas of Austin would you recommend people house hack in? Well, that's a good question about what area, because, you know, having been here since 1998, I will tell you, there are, there were some bad areas in Austin to yeah. which you, you should be, you know, even the first two that I bought right around the corner from you 10 years ago, that was not a very good area, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and I got them really cheap, but it was not a very good area. Um, but I will tell you, based on what I've seen in Austin and how it's changed so much, I would say that there's no bad areas in Austin. There are some that are better than others. Mm-hmm. But what's happening almost, in, uh, as far as I can tell, in every neighborhood, it's improving. It's not getting worse. And part of the reason why it's improving is because the cost to, to live there has increased. And people that don't have jobs 
cannot stay in there anymore. So some of these bad neighborhoods 10, 15 years ago, some drug dealing going on, some really, you know, ratty people living there, you know, uh, it was dirt cheap to live there. And you know, so a lot of shady business going on, but today that that's, that's pretty much disappearing. You know, there might be little pockets here, but investors are finding those properties that are the cheapest because those are really bad neighbors that run down. They're buying those properties and either leveling them or completely rehabbing them. And once they do that, they've got to increase the rents to get those, the cash flow. Mm -hmm. And that's driving, that's driving, you know, the bad people out. And um, so there's, there's no bad properties. I'm going to tell you something. If, if I was a realtor in this town, because this is this is something I didn't really realize over, until about the last two years, just because it didn't make logical sense. But believe it or not, most of these high techers coming from San Francisco that are relocating to Austin, a lot of them are in the mindset of renting because they had to rent in Palo Alto, they had to rent in San Francisco, yeah. and I, 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 I got. A, a washer and a, I got a washer and dryer from a, a gentleman. I was putting up. Uh, I needed a washer and dryer to put into a unit in uh, Bryan because it's student housing and they typically need washer and dryers. Mm -hmm. So I, I find it off Craigslist and it, it's up in the domain. I'm going to this uh, this condominium area to pick up, and I go into this place. It's a, it's a very nice place, but it's small. It's less than a thousand square feet. And I'm getting, I'm buying, I made a good deal with this gentleman. He was a you know computer scientist, and he's going back to San Francisco. He'd been he'd been in Austin for over five years, and I thought he owned the place. So I'm asking him about real estate because I'm always doing that. And I find out he's renting, and I and I looked at him astonishingly because he was a high income earner. And I said, "What are you you're renting? You were you don't own this place?" <laughs> and um, he realized that he had made a mistake. Um, mm -hmm. But he's going back to San Francisco and he's planning on renting there too because it's just too expensive. But I would tell you, if I was a real estate agent today, I would I would go to the higher end uh, um, rental apartment complexes or whatever I could find high end rental renters, and I would have a laminated sheet just like I brought here with you today, seven three hundred fifty thousand dollars square foot. I mean three hundred fifty thousand dollar duplex. These guys have the down payment money. They just they were just programmed to rent from the get go, and they never even crossed their mind about buying a property. Um, and and I would show them how they can benefit from this. And uh, you know, you would you you know, I know it's a struggle out there to find a client, but as a as a as a real real estate agent, if you can go to the people that are not even thinking about buying and convert them to a buyer, then there's unlimited amount of people out there. And they're willing to listen to your story because it's an exciting story. And it's one that it's one that they look at you and they go, here's a guy that's helping me, you know, mm -hmm. or uh, improve my situation. And they won't see you as a salesman so much as they'll see you as a problem solver and helping them. Because we all have the problem that someday we want to get to a place in our life that we, we don't want to work. We don't have to work. You know, um, most of us, you know, hope to live a long life, and most of us want to retire. And if we don't want to retire, um, we want to have the choice to take that low-paying job because I like to do it versus I have to take this high-paying job because i got to have the money on the table. And real estate will do that for you. Yeah, and I think you, you make a lot of good points in towards house hacking there, too. So, you know, yeah, you, 
you may not think you're in a position to help stack, but in reality, you know, for a duplex, you need as little as three and a half percent down. And I have lots of lenders I could refer you to for that. But even buying a, a single family to house hack, you can do between three and five percent down. A lot of people have that money or have access to that money and just don't know it. There's lots of ways that you're buying a home to live in, duplex included. I know my first duplex that I bought, I didn't have enough money for the down payment in my savings account, but I had a retirement account. And I was able to liquidate some of this money from this retirement account and use it for a down payment for my duplex. And yeah, that, that duplex, that money is many times over greater than what I put in, but absolutely was worth doing. And I needed to pull some things together, but I had the money. I just didn't know it. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are out there right now thinking, oh, you know, someday I'm going to do this someday. I'm going to buy a duplex and live in it. But maybe you're a lot closer than you think. Um, reach out, talk to your lender, talk to some real estate agents in your area. Absolutely, it can happen for anybody. There is no person I have ever met that cannot house hack. Um, so, Joe, I see a bunch of books back there behind you. Do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? Well, I mean, I, 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 I read a few books here and there. I tell you, um, there is a, for, for newbies out there, there's a book that I would really recommend you get. Mm -hmm. It will motivate you and it'll take you through all the steps you need to do. And uh, it's a comprehensive book and it, it will help you understand. And the book is called Retire Early with Real Estate by Chad Carson. Oh, yeah. And um, it's kind of the fire movement, you know, um, but retire early with real estate. And it, it really is a, it, it, it takes all the nuts and bolts down. I, I read the book just because I was curious to what, what, what it might say. Yeah. And there's nothing in that book that I disagree with. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's right on target. So that's, that's a book that I would recommend, especially if you're, if you're new to, you know, you're just thinking about real estate, but you're also working hard and slugging out there and you're, 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 you know, we don't think about retirement. I, I'll be honest with you. Most people don't start thinking about it until they hit about 50. When the kids are getting ready to go to college and it gets quiet around the house, then they start thinking about it. But that's too late. Oh, yeah. If you're, you know, that's, the, that's the, you know, you're behind the power curve. If you can start thinking, how am I going to retire at age 35 or 40 or 25, you're far ahead of the game than trying to tackle that problem at 50 or 55. Yeah, compound interest will do wonders for you if you start in your 20s. You know, if yes. you're, you're thinking about retiring someday, which everybody needs to because you can't guarantee it somebody else is going to do it for you. You know, start as early as you can and compound interest is going to make it a feasible thing to do and you're, you can retire well. You know, there's nobody, you know, everybody's heard the story of the janitor that retires with a couple million dollars, but there's nobody that cannot plan for retirement. So, um, retire early, retire rich. Great book published by Bigger Pockets, written by Chad Carson. Um, just a, a number of books out there like that, but I think that's a great one to start with. So, Joe, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Is there a best place for people to uh, read more about you or, or learn about you and ask questions? Well, there's one other um, website that I, I am crazy about. You've mentioned I just recently, biggerpockets.com. Mm -hmm. Bigger Pockets is a grassroots investors, a real estate investors uh, website. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that website will, it covers any topic that's related to investment real estate, including management, landlording, uh, problems, you know, bed bugs. How do I get rid of them? And you, I mean, you can, you can come across anything you need. And there's also local forms for almost every metropolitan area out there. Uh, and it talks about all the aspects of what's going on in, in the, in the community to uh, how do I handle this problem? I like to get on there. I have a couple of key words that I have. Um, uh, one is duplexes and one's Austin. So anybody that writes a, uh, or posts a message that mentions the word duplex or Austin, and I used to have a short-term rental, so I used to have Airbnb as one of my, my words. Then I would I would I, I would get a little link there that shows all the all those and I would occasionally pop on them and and I do a lot of uh, responding to those just helping out people mm-hmm. so and you can also connect with with different investors that's a great way if you go well you know I'm in Kalamazoo Michigan or whatever and I don't know of anybody get on bigger pockets and and go to your local community um, uh, forums and you'll find people. And oh, yeah. uh, man, what better way to connect than to some 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 investors or even other investors or wannabe investors like you are posting on there mm-hmm. and get to know them as well because a lot of times they'll they'll experience something that you need to know about and that they just came across. So bigger pockets uh, is you can probably find me on there and connect with me and be happy to to uh, meet with you if you'd like. Absolutely. No, thank you so much for that. Great community. Um, any question is a good question, so make sure to ask it. Um, Joe, last question, probably the most important question here is what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I do like I do like Loopy's tortilla. I, I like their fajitas. Um, Loopy's tortilla is great. Um, I also like Rudy's Rudy's barbecues, uh, you know, whenever I have guests come in from out of, out of state and they're not used to having barbecue so much, I take them to Rudy's and even though it's kind of an austere environment, they, they love it. It's great. So the fajitas at, at Lupe's tortillas, uh, you know, you can't beat that. <laughs> and, and, and Texas barbecue is pretty good. Oh yeah. I actually had Rudy's for lunch today. So completely agree. Great place. Joe, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, again, if you want to reach Joe, we will put links into the show notes here, but he's on Bigger Pockets. He's easy to find, and he has a wealth of knowledge he would love to share with you about multifamily investing in the Austin area. All right, good to see you, and good, uh, good talk with you, Jordan. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joe. You have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you.